This is Entertaining the Light with Amanda Beck and Whitney Ann Jenkins, where we discuss and challenge the starving artist archetype. We made it back, so something's going right. Something's going right, absolutely. So what are we talking about today? Creativity and flow in the performing arts? Yes. Creativity is such an interesting word Mm. because I feel like recently it's kind of like a buzzword especially when it comes to corporations or startup companies or you know people like trying to hire the most creative people even within the people who are studying creativity in our program at Saybrook I feel like a lot of attention is paid to organizational creativity. Yes. Uh, Within psychology anyway. So the definition of creativity in psychological terms is something original and useful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really not good explanation for creativity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, psychology books, but... (laughs) um it's very subjective because what is really original and what is really useful Mm -hmm. well and I think that gets into the whole idea of creativity in general and how expansive it is because obviously people were drawn to our program for different reasons and many as you have said Um, are using it more as how can we use creativity in the workplace or how can we use expressive arts and healing and whilst all of these things I think can merge together I think you know you and I really came together because we were coming we were trying to come at it from an entirely different standpoint which was more about having a because everybody's creative Um, but we were looking at it more as in what does it mean to have a very specific, an artistic career? Maybe maybe creative is not the right word because I think creative can apply in many different. Right, like we, we have creativity in our everyday lives. So everything that, every decision that you make, uh, like from what are you going to eat and create, what are you driving or what are you choosing to wear? Like everyday creativity is something that we all experience. But to look at creativity and what that is from an artistic standpoint is not something that psychology has really mastered. Really looked into much at all, I don't think. (laughs) Uh, They've coined terms such as little c. Yep. Big C creativity. I think there's like what there's like mini C, little C, big C. Oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard of tiny C also. Um, so, <laughs> what is tiny creativity? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like looking at looking at at creativity from a psychological like textbook is very judgmental because why is someone's creativity a big C or a tiny C? Or I don't know, like all of the C's that they've got going on. <laughs> but, right? 
have to make you seasick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It really creativity when it comes to us as humans. We are all created. We are all creators. Mm-hmm. So we all are creative by nature. Well, and that's an interesting thing, right? Because in and of itself, creativity did not used to be a term that was used to describe humans. Creativity used to be only used to describe the gods and like a divine power. So, but that's something that I think it's important to have an understanding of as of ourselves as yeah, creative beings, as co-creators, as you know, and what does that mean? Um, I, I just always think about like when people say, Oh, I'm not creative, it's like, well, you're thinking about like you're not like maybe you're not like artsy craftsy, which I don't which I don't even feel like I'm sometimes I feel like I'm like that, but not not a lot. And it's like, well, you have creativity in you with every, like you said, every decision you make. Right. And creativity. So so the definition of creativity is what is it in the Webster's dictionary? We should look that up. Yeah, let's look it up. And I have it, I had it from APA. Let's see. So I guess this is from I don't know what 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 this is from I don't know what dictionary this is from. <laughs> Oxford, Oxford languages. It says the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. Ooh, so it does go into so so the the Oxford dictionary refers to art, artistic craft when it's speaking of creativity. Yep. It also speaks of imagination. Yeah, which is that's that's interesting. Um, APA says, so this is from, this is a psychological definition of creativity from American Psychological Association, says creativity is the ability to produce or develop original work, theories, techniques, or thoughts. A creative individual typically displays originality, imagination, and expressiveness, and creative thinking refers to the mental processes leading to a new invention or solution to a problem. Some similarities. Yeah, that's interesting. However, like, how do you prove that someone has a thought that is unique if not everyone shares all of the thoughts that they have? Well, that that to me, like, I, my mind goes straight to, like, collective unconscious and, like, nothing is 100% original. Like, that's, but that's also kind of the point of being an artist, isn't it? It's it's the it's the universality in the specificity. Somebody said this to me recently. <laughs> like we're sharing our own unique experiences and thoughts and and whatnot in our art, but those those ideas. Um, I don't think anything is a hundred percent original. Like we've gotten them from somewhere. Right. So it's like, where are these thoughts and ideas coming from? Mm-hmm. To fuel the creativity. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the interesting thing. And, you know, when we speak about flow, like that's a super interesting 
concept to me and it it almost like my mind just goes straight to it you know it being very divine in that sense but I think it's so interesting to because like creativity wasn't you know wasn't it was so it wasn't used to define to describe a trait within humans you know early on um but now we do use that to describe you know a trait within us so does it still come from like a divine place well when you think to the idea of a muse mm-hmm. and where that originated from from greek mythology i believe there was the muses that i think there were like seven of them and they were kind of like fairies and they all had a specific purpose but that is where the concept of a muse came from as far as like the inspired feeling to cause an action to create so it inspired a feeling that causes an action to create or an idea whatever was that fuel whether it be a feeling or a, a thought or an idea to create the inspired action which is to me creativity mm-hmm. yeah it's something it also feels like something to me that like I think originality like you said like some of these definitions I I want I I just want to challenge it because what does that even mean because you know I don't think I don't think anything is 100% original um but inspired actually that just gave me chills <laughs> inspired is a different is a whole different I I I almost like I like that definition of creativity better I like something that I am so inspired by that it draws me and I'm just sitting at my computer and I'm typing away or I'm I'm acting and it's just coming through me like I don't I don't necessarily know where it's coming from or why it excites me right almost like a vessel or a channel that you are to whatever is coming through and the word inspire is an interesting word too to think about the origins of that one Hmm. Yeah, it is. Now I want to know what the <laughs> and I mean the definition of inspiration. If you think of the words in in spirit, though, mm-hmm. kind of catching on to a pattern here. <laughs> okay. Um, Oxford Dictionary says, "Oh, oh, this is interesting." Okay, wait. So the first one is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Two, the drawing in of breath or inhalation. I've no, I don't think I've heard that before. Wow. That's layered. <laughs> yeah. Because- because the drawing in of breath, like an ins- inspiration, like to breathe is to be, is to be inspired, is to be creative. Yeah, like it's the breath, it's, it's like the life force. My, this kind of also goes into the, the whole idea, you know, for me, like a through line in my studies is, is is very much, I think, 
like if we're not expressing creatively, what are we doing? Um, and again, that doesn't mean an art in, in an artistic, you know, it doesn't have to mean in an artistic way, but for us, it does mean that um, because that's the ways that we are inspired. And I think that it, it feels like to me, if I keep it repressed, you know, even if we're, there's something, there's something from, I want to say, is it the four agreements? Um, yeah. That was like, I think he said that like, we're, we're most afraid to like, to be ourselves and to be, be seen. Like we're not most afraid of death. We're most afraid of, you know, life and be, and I, and I feel that like, I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm actually really afraid to be seen like really deeply for who I am, but that has to do with expressing creatively because on the flip side of it, yes, that's difficult for me, but I'm like, it's, it's, I suffer under when I repress things and I experience that anxiety because of it. Yeah. So creativity to me is to be able to authentically express outwardly. So our entire being can be represented in like one stroke of a paintbrush. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's really good. And I think to be able to do that, you must be present fully to, as Rollo May says, give birth to a new reality. Oh, I love Rollo May. And also to be able to achieve what we also want to discuss today is the flow state and how being immersed in the presence of not having anything else on your mind, but being in that moment and not having a care in the world besides the activity that you're in for the sake of doing that activity at that moment without any other worries or anxieties or thoughts. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing, like, right? Like, I think especially, um, you know, again, this doesn't just apply to, to artists, but just for what we're talking about. Um, you know, I think, I think probably any artist can, can tell you that that's like, that's the goal, right? Is like, is to, to get into that flow state. Like when you are able to do a performance and you come off and people are telling you that was great and what you did. And you're just like, man, I don't remember. I, I blacked out, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, cause it's just so, it's coming so from that inspired. I mean, it's like when they say, um, you know, like when you're dreaming, like that's, I think it's Robert Bosnack who's talking about that. Like you're in, it's pure imagination, right? So. I don't know it, it that feels to me like another form of like just it's just pure inspiration just flowing through hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so speaking of being in a flow uh specifically when you're performing or like immersed in an artistic craft uh there are certain things that need to be achieved in order to be able to be able to get to a flow state and uh, our friend Mihai, Chick Sint Mihai, the great, great mister who came up with the flow state theory and has a really difficult name to pronounce. Um, he 
is the one who really presented this idea of being immersed completely in an activity and being autotelic. Yes, so tell, because you know more about that than I do, the autotelic. So, yeah, so, so the autotelic is the just being completely immersed in the moment for no other reason than to be immersed in the moment. Mm. Like being a kid and playing outside and losing track of time and suddenly it becomes dark because you were so in the presence of being in play and just being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it it's something that just feels really good because you're not in your head and how do we get there? Like that's the, that's the great question, right? Um, and this is something that we've, we've talked about is like, he shares this, this chart where you see that getting to the flow state, you have to have a high enough skill level and a high enough level of challenge and where those two intersect is where you can get to the flow state, where you can access it. It's on the on his chart. It's at the at the intersection of arousal and control. So, what does that mean? It means we have to. It's still it's something I'm still I'm still even discovering what that means. Um, right. So. In order to be able to get to a flow state in the performing arts, let's look at that specifically. Yeah. We'll take acting, for example, or like as a musician, like a classical musician, there is a certain skill level that you have to achieve as far as like technique or memorization, um, knowing like how to navigate certain things that pop up to correct them without thinking about them. Because the only way that you can get to a flow state is to like know these techniques and skills so deeply that you don't have to think about them. Right. And they're not something that's on your mind. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of actors talk about um, just knowing the material really well as too like just just having it really memorized to the point where it's just it's just, there's you don't have to think about what you're going to say next and you can just like ride along with it yeah and that is like memorization for an actor is like it's not even part of the skill set like that's like the bare <laughs> minimum level of a skill set as an actor like if you don't have your lines memorized there's nowhere that you can go from Right. And so when you're in a play and someone comes up to you and the first thing they say is, how did you memorize all those lines? <laughs> I'll look at them a little cross-eyed and be like, well, that's my job. <laughs> like that's the, like the first step. <laughs> and if that's the only thing that you were thinking about after watching my performance. I haven't done my job right. I wasn't in the flow state. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you said, I don't think it's, um, it's just, that's the bare, that's just the foundation for the skill. Um, mm -hmm. 
there's there's that's just one of the yeah I don't know you have what like what is that what else does it mean in terms of skill and how to get to flow state like um as an actor because that's so many people have different approaches to acting and some people some people operate on like they 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 don't um like where where it's just like this natural thing or they haven't trained or you know so what does that even mean as far as skill because that's not even a universally agreed upon I think like I think it I think it comes down to being confident in what you're doing because there's also like the element of talent and what talent is within creativity and some people have a raw talent and ability when it comes to perfecting or mastering a skill or a technique so it takes it still takes like concentration but it just might come easier to one person or another but you're still having to take this the same steps to get to the flow state Mm. like like even a musician like you have to know the scales and the way that chords work and how harmonies and like dissonant you there are basic things that you have to know before you're able to master a musical instrument yeah but it's interesting because when you go to a concert afterwards no one really says how did you memorize all those lyrics and chords that's that's a good point yeah or right yeah that's so true that's really interesting and I was also thinking like again skill for acting you know acting is what are we doing like we're being we're being humans and we're trying to be a vessel for you know like that lived human experience to come through us and in a way that's like other people can can watch it and experience it um and it's like it's it's not real but it's but it's all real it's all based on you know real lived human experience and something that's universal so in that essence you know when we're talking about skill it just makes me think that like the better I think one of my acting coaches you know kind of made me think of this before too is like when you grow as a person you're grown like it's simultaneous like it's connected to your acting and I would argue that that's for no matter what you're doing but I think especially in a place where you're having to portray that human experience like I feel that way I feel like my acting makes me a more confident person and I feel like the more I grow as a person the better my acting becomes oh yeah yeah um acting is like something that you can step away from and not be involved in for a really long time and live your life and gain experiences and come back a better and more a richer actor because you have more life experience and you have like more accessibility to the range of emotional intelligence yeah it's so funny that you say that too um because I was just talking to somebody about this and they were feeling bad because they hadn't been in acting classes for a while and and whatnot um and I was like but don't forget or maybe they even took different they took some time off and took some different classes and I've even thought that myself of like you know taking time off and I'm like oh am I not training am I not whatever but I'm like but I feel like I like like don't underestimate 
the idea that you're always, if you're, if you're growing in any area of your life, like you are, you are training and acting, which I, I know people will disagree with that. Um, but I think I've found that very valuable. Um, uh, I think that can be applied to any of the arts um, yeah. because it's all storytelling and it's all like coming from and deriving from that same place of human experience and being able to express that mm. yeah you still need to keep up on your knowledge of the technique yeah within the skill level because that is the foundation right so if yeah you, if you have that technique and in, ingrained in your you know yourself to the point where you don't have to think about it and you can walk away for years and come back to it and it's just like in you and something that you remember how to do like riding a bike like you might not ride a bike for 10 years but you can get on and still remember how to do it it's something that is just like it becomes an automatic thing yeah. that you're able to do and not have to think about all of the mechanisms of how to do the thing or the skill or the craft that you are focusing on and because you're able to be automatic then you can be autotelic mm. completely immersed in the moment and the presence of the moment yeah yeah absolutely and i just i think that's that just speaks to again that it's 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 personal it's individual um and there is no one way to do it and again i think it just goes back to again following what's authentic for you like some people might have more of a natural um ability to like they might have more of a natural you know gift and they come out you know and they can just you know like I, I keep I keep thinking of singing is like that's something some people definitely come out having a natural gift at and then and then just there's other people who didn't have that natural gift and they worked at it and they can sing beautifully so I think it just you just need to know yourself to know you know where to go um with that yeah and, and also I think like someone's natural ability sometimes training can hurt someone's natural ability I believe yeah uh-huh. uh, because then the raw talent or what was there is now like people get in their head and now they're thinking about it too much I think training is really important I think like having discipline within your craft and like being able to have like a good technique and a foundation for what you're doing is really important but there comes a part like a a point in your training where like subjectivity comes into the mix and so other people's opinions are affecting your techniques and the outcome of what you're producing Mm -hmm. yeah and that's something you have to be careful with because I think it's like a balance of being open enough to 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 be able to grow and to learn and to take you know meaning from what other people are saying but you have to have that balance with enough of being like okay like that doesn't speak to me it doesn't resonate with me like you just have to be able to know what what works for you and what doesn't and I think that's where training can be 
if you go into it with the mindset of I'm going to be here to see what works for me and what doesn't rather than everybody has their own technique and they want you to follow it to the T and that's fine to learn it. But I think you just have to know, like going into it, you know, you're, I'm seeing what works for me. Like that's the way I'm approaching it now. It took me a while to get to that point to where I'm like, I have to do it perfectly to be a good actor. And now I'm like, no, I'm, I'm taking what works for me and leaving what doesn't. Yeah. I remember because I've, I've been taking acting classes since I was really young. And I remember being in an acting class once and I was preparing for an audition or something like that. And I had three different people coaching me at the same time. Yeah. And they were all telling me something different. They were all giving me a different opinion about what they thought that I should do in order to be able to come across the most effective or I don't know like and that was when I was like okay this is all opinion <laughs> this is all subjective this like what is the only thing that you can do is to be authentic yeah yeah and that's the thing if you don't know who you are it makes it a lot harder to to be at work and be an artist because then you're like you're you're at the risk of being molded by what other people think you're at the risk of conforming and that goes against what being an artist is I think this is the thing about being an artist I think being an artist is it is about cultivating authenticity and being being the most authentic that you can in the moment and what you have to express and the hard pill to swallow is not everyone's going to like it. Just like, I mean, that doesn't, that's true of anything. Not everybody's going to like it. You can't please everyone. But being an artist, like that's where the really, like the vulnerability is because you are putting yourself out there. You're putting, you know, your heart, your soul and something that means something to you. And you have to be able and willing to do that authentically, knowing that there's going to be criticism and people are not going to like it and be okay with that. And I'm still, I mean, I think many artists probably still struggle with that. I, I definitely do. Right. And so, so to take all of those things that you just said um, and the things that we've been discussing about like authenticity and then thinking about how can you forget all of those things so that you can get to the flow state. Yeah. And work. <laughs> right. And then you have to, like, okay, so I've been, um, I've been studying the Chubbuck technique for a couple of years now, and there's 12 steps. It's very structured. There's a lot of great tools that have helped me like foundationally and, and, and step 12 is let it go. And I've always struggled with that because, you know, and it's a process. I think when you study something like that, it takes you time to, you know, to get to that point, but I would always be so obsessive about, I have to get my, you know, my, my choices. I have to, you know, the different tools I've, I've got to, I've got to have all those, you know, done. And then I, I didn't know how to detect because the last step, letting it go is what gets you into the flow state. It's like, you have to, it's like passionate detachment, right? You have to make all these choices and you make, you just, you do them. Um, and, and you, you make aligned choices and you're intentional, but then you have to just go and forget about all of it, which isn't a, which is a skill in and of itself. Right. And so in order to get to a flow state, you have to have a foundation of your craft and you have to like be confident about it and know what you're doing. But on yeah. the other side of that, you've got to feel safe enough right. to 
able to surrender to the environment that you're in or the people that you're like acting with or around and feel safe enough to be able to let go of all of those things in order to be able to achieve that presence. Mm -hmm. And I went to college for acting and I went through a really hard time. That was a really difficult time of my life. And so when I was asked to make myself vulnerable and open up, it was really challenging for me to get there because I didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started working professionally and meeting people who I did feel safe around, who held a space that allowed me to be able to open up and become vulnerable, that I really understood what it meant to be in that flow state and what that was like. And it was almost like a meditative state. Ooh, yeah. Because I was completely present in the moment of what I was doing because I had the training and I had the skills down to the point where I wasn't thinking about it and I was just in the moment. Yeah. And I felt safe enough to do so. Yeah, absolutely. This is like we're burying our souls, you know, we're 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 going to places that I mean we we talked about, you know, how we we address that just about trauma, how that's you know, if people are that's a whole other uh, you know thing to get into, but um I mean it's it's really, really intense, deep, vulnerable, you know, things. Um, so I mean, I think if you're able to have a safe space to where you feel like you can, um, it's like to where you feel like you don't have to be aware of your surroundings because that space is holding you. Um, like that's really, like, I think it's really important to be able to explore. Yeah, but it's also really challenging because you're in an industry where you're so worried about what everyone is thinking about you because you want them to like you because you want them to book you for a job and you want to be accepted um as your authentic self but it, in order to be able to do that like you have to kind of play the game because it doesn't feel safe so often and and when it's so tied to you know our survival is like oh that's what's gonna like make the paycheck I think that's um that's where it can get really into that like starving artist thing because you're like oh I have to I have to like just you know do all these things and exploit myself and not be okay and you know and and because that's what's going to that's what I'm here to do and that's what's going to make the paycheck like that's where I think the really troubling starving artist kind of mindset can slip in right and then like it brings up like being really intentional about like the projects that you're choosing to work on and the environments that you're choosing to put yourself in absolutely and it's interesting because we talked about like the chart uh, that showed like the different like levels of skill and challenge. Yeah. 
and within the flow state and achieving it. And on the chart is boredom. And so when you have perfected your craft and you've done it repetitively over and over and over again, you can also get to the point where you're on stage and you're doing the dance that you've done 300 times in a row. And because you've done it 300 times in a row, you're able to do it to perfection and without even thinking about it. Yeah. But also at the same time, thinking about what you're going to have for dinner next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what the person in aisle three with the blue hat on is going to watch after they leave on Netflix. <laughs> like, juggle all of these thoughts at the same time and still be performing and remembering your blocking and your lines and the lyrics and the dance all at the same time. Ooh, ooh, yeah. It just hit me because I was I was thinking when you're talking about doing all these things automatically and like just the flow state, right? Because I was like, you know, this is what happens to me like in the shower, like I'll have to be like, did I? did I wash my hair? Like <laughs> I just become so automatic or like when you're driving, yeah. you know, and you're like, how did I get here? Um, and the thing is, those are the two places for me where I get all the ideas where I'm like, I can't write them down. And like, they just come because you're in a, it's like you're, you've opened this like channel, like to be in that flow state because you're not thinking about what you're doing. I don't know. Yeah. But it's also tricky because at what point because like what at what point does doing an activity or a craft or a skill over and over and over again in a place that used to be inspiring when does it set into boredom so that right. you're thinking about other things in that moment and you're not fully present right mm -hmm. that's the tricky thing isn't it is we don't always we don't always know like what what um mm -hmm. which category we're in on the on the chart um it's tricky it's tricky sometimes to get to that point I don't know I think people have tried to like yeah like create techniques and whatnot that do that that you know get you there enough to have this the skill and to have but to let it go enough mm -hmm. like but it's there's no one there's no one way for everyone right and so so that to me like goes back to the intersection that we were talking about earlier of arousal and control <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what causes someone to continue to do something a performance or a skill if it's no longer of that arousing feeling or nature right well and it it this is um it does you know which i know you know we will talk about more in depth later on but it just it just really makes me think about 
um, the 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 intersection between like creativity and sexuality and like the whole second chakra thing and everything because even when you think about you know the like you have to be you know aroused enough but like also relaxed enough at the same time like have that level of you know to get into that place as well right yeah and and the, so that's like what I'm focused on in my research is the intersection of creativity and sexuality specifically within performers uh, because I think that's something there's so much there that hasn't even been touched upon and I think it can be really informational <laughs> it can really inform us about creativity in our everyday life by like taking something that specific and then like looking at it from a big picture of us as creators in life itself yeah absolutely so lots of ways to look at that and and try and get to the the flow state um I'll definitely be exploring that more myself but I do think um I do think like when you heal in your life then you're you're a better artist and vice versa like when you work on yourself in any place that's a holistic you know view of that then you're going to be better in any place and and just again and I just want to go touch on too like the whole thing of how do you get to the flow state because this is something I've not had experience with um I I I like I'm more doing like shadow work and stuff that, you know, it's got its own challenges. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as like, you know, people who can get to the flow state, people who people use other things to get to the flow state, like substances or psychedelics or. Yeah, that's something that I would really love to maybe even have a whole episode on is Ooh. the effect of things like psychedelics on creativity specifically and how that can affect performances and creativity in itself because there's not one way of doing it. Right. There's lots of ways to get to lots of places within creativity and to go full circle back around to where we started, like all of like the greatest like scientists and poets even like political figures, they all credit cre creativity as something that is essential in any kind of understanding of life or propelling it forward or, or having anything of value, which goes back to our first episode of if all of these notable people think creativity is like one of the ultimate achievements in life then why is that not valued more in yep. our society I wonder also if it's just yeah it's it's not understood it's definitely like doing this work has made me think about that differently and and the value in me having to say that no this is important these are all things that they're taken for granted <laughs> I think that one of the Things that I wanted to talk about with creativity is that creativity requires a an awareness and a higher level of consciousness. And so some people try to compare creativity 
to uh, things that are destructive. Yes. People use creativity for destruction or it can be used as destructive. And I think this is my opinion that because creativity requires this higher consciousness awareness that what they're calling creativity when it comes to destruction isn't creativity at all but it's more manipulation well i i was thinking when we were i studying some of that the whole idea of destructive creativity is it's contradicting itself because creativity is about bringing something into being and destructiveness is about taking something and destroying I don't know like it's not even so I I do think that there is an element of creativity that although there are definitions for malevolent creativity but I think it's like it's almost I can see where that can be defined because you're like okay well this is a I'm being creative and how I can be manipulative and you know it's it's kind of, I don't want to go into the dark things it talks about but um but like it does contradict itself within what it means like what we're talking about is not that there's a certain level of goodness I don't know and goodness goodness of heart I don't I I think that yeah that's something interesting to talk about too is like the core of creativity just like I feel like everything within us is neutral yeah But I don't think the opposite of creation is destruction. It's just nothingness. Yeah. Yeah, because that that makes me think of, just makes me think of like A Course in Miracles and talking about um, like the, this is a tricky thing, but it, it talks about how only love is real and fear doesn't really exist and you're like that makes no freaking sense look at all the bad things happening in the world and everything and it's not it's not really saying that those things aren't happening on this level of of being but it's it's kind of like well if you've miscreated you haven't created at all so I mean that's in a whole entirely other you know spiritual kind of context but I think it does go along with what we're talking about um Mm -hmm. You know you're not really creating if you're if it's not from that like divine like loving pure I don't know right it goes back to where is where are those thoughts and ideas coming from where the source of those yeah the source matters fired actions the source of those ideas and thoughts or images yeah yeah absolutely and I think just again to bring that around to as far as like how to access your creativity and whatnot and I just think again in, in terms of what we're speaking of um the whole starving artist thing it's it's not just 
starving in the way because you don't have money. And um, it's it's also in that kind of like concept of like, you know, the mentally ill and the the mad genius and the creative. And I think like the thing is we, I think a lot of us, especially as actors think, and well, I mean, I mean, any artist really is like, you think that, oh, the pain, I mean, it's been romanticized forever since, since it existed. Um, and so we think that, I mean, I've certainly thought that in my work, I'm, I'll hold on to things and I'll be like, well, if I get, if I heal this in my real life, you know, am I going to have anything left to create with? But I, now the more like longer I've been in it, I'm like, you might can get something really real out of using, you know, if you have something pent up and, and whatnot, but I, I think it's more powerful when I'm healing in my own life. I think I'm a better artist. I think when I fully accept myself, like that's what I'm, I'm still working on that, but you know, then I'm like, oh, I'm in a place where I can like fully access these emotions needed for a character because I don't, I'm like breaking through the the shame of even having them in the first place. So they're just there and I can access and not be holding right. on. To yeah. When, it, when you're not like stuck in the pain and the depressive states, you can like use the whole spectrum of the human emotional experience rather than just being stuck in that lower vibration yeah absolutely yeah yeah there was something in the encyclopedia of creativity that I remember coming across and it was talking about the glamorization of creativity when it comes to like mood disorders like bipolar mm. and how we had to be careful because people who have that condition might have incredible capabilities of reaching creative spaces but not to glamorize that because on the other end of it, there's so much pain that goes along with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's something again, like I, you know, in doing this, um, I want to be able to, to break down and break through that, um, you know, what's correlation versus causation, you know, when it comes to creativity and mental illness, um, because I don't think that I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of correlation between, you know, creative people and empaths and, and um, being, I think, I think sometimes when you have the challenges, you are, you are also having gifts, or it's kind of like, oh, is it a gift or a curse thing? But I don't think it has to stay like that. I think, I think it can challenge us in ways to overcome our own darknesses. Uh, I don't like, I think it, it can challenge us in ways to you know view our darknesses differently um to not 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 feel like we have to hold on to the struggle and the pain and the sacrifice in order to be a good artist right and to identify the moments of the best I don't know if best is the right word, but the most creative that we've been with those dark places. 
Mm. So we're not chasing the darkness as much as going through it and working through it and using it to get to the other side. Yeah. And letting it, also letting it exist without needing to be attached to it. Um, having awareness around it because it's like, again, it's like doing shadow work. It's like your shadow is, it's just, it's going to be there. It's more, you know, what, how do you respond to it? Um, are you trying to like destroy your shadow? Cause it's not going to work. You know, you have to like, love it. <laughs> or even oh, be aware of that. It's even there. Just acknowledge that it's there, yeah. which I didn't do for a really long time. Yeah. Or I mean, no. not at all yeah I think definitely acknowledging it is a big part of it um yeah and and yeah there's so much to to I think explore that but I think yeah having awareness and acceptance are some of the first steps um to being able to change anything right and to be able to take creativity within your everyday life so that everyday activities enable you to have the presence to be able to achieve that flow state Mm. yeah absolutely get back to that inner child yeah always getting back to the inner child that's that seems like the work (laughs) Oh, good. I think that might be a good place to wrap up. I think so too. We have lots more to dive into. Um, but I don't know how to end this. <laughs> Hopefully people will find value in these conversations that we're having. Yeah. I know that I would have loved to have something like this to listen to years ago um so hopefully we're providing something to people who might be in need of it right now yeah and I would love to know um I would love to know people's thoughts around some of this and and what they might be interested in hearing more of because there's so many there's so much that we can dive into and I think you know this has definitely helped me a lot in my artistic life studying this stuff so I would like to entertain the light and uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah let go let go absolutely yeah so well that being said then I think uh, that might be a wrap on this one and we'll see you on the next one yeah (laughs) until then until then